Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your hosts, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Theory, a proud member of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Bauer. You can find me on Twitter at The Bauer Club. And of course, I'm joined by Dan Lamagna. That is at FF Coach Dan on Twitter. What's going on, Dan? Buddy, I am so stoked for tonight, JB. You just keep bringing on these guests that we meet new people. And tonight, you know, I've coached and played for about 20 years. And the one thing I always miss about it is the camaraderie and, uh, you know, competition. And tonight's guest brings that to fantasy sports. Plus, it gave me a reason to dig into the closet, break out the Griffey Hall of Fame bat, jersey, and hat, because we know he loves Ken Griffey Jr. (laughs) So I did some digging today. I have not brought this out since this Hall of Fame ceremony. So let's go, JB. Get us going. Dan, you can be honest. You went out and bought all this merchandise just because (laughs) Scott was on the show, right? I mean, I may have just, you know, anything for, for, for Dynasty Theory, John. But, buddy, I love Griffey, so it gave me a reason tonight. Absolutely. And we're also joined by Mitch Sorensen. That's at DynoMC on Twitter. What's going on, Mitch? What's going on, guys? Like, hopefully someday I could have like one thousandth of the memorabilia that Dan has. Dan like has something for every team out there. It's amazing. Well, he showed us, he sent us a picture of a stairway and now you have all the fat heads of every cowboy from the last 20 years. See, what I didn't realize is all these years of collecting memorabilia was all to be props for the Dynasty Theory podcast. But so it's all working out. It's all for the team. It really did work out, and I don't want to waste any time. Tonight, as you can see, if you're watching live on Twitter and YouTube, we have a special guest. And initially this week, we were only going to do Tuesday and Wednesday, but I connected with Scott finally after how many times I've badgered him and annoyed him. Hey, Scott, when are you coming on? We finally made it work, so we have a fantastic show, not just tonight, but this whole week. We have three shows, but tonight we're joined by the creator of Scott Fishbowl and Fantasy Cares and Safe Leagues. And the host of Commission Impossible, as well as FF Weekland, iHeartRadio, none other than Scott Fish. What's going on, Scott? What's going on, man? That's uh, it's quite an intro, but uh, you you have never bothered me. I I have felt terrible. For, it feels like I've been feeling bad for years now. It feel <laughs> it feels like I, I've been wanting to come on this show. You've wanted to have me on this show, and it's just I forget. And and then a month later, we connect again, and it's. And we're like, let's do it in a couple of weeks. And then I forget. It's I'm sure it's always me, too. It's That's the no, way it I goes. Mean, we'll, we'll take some of the blame. We can't put it all on you. That would be unfair. But yeah, so again, we're so excited for you to be on. And like I said, we don't want to waste any time. So everybody knows that you help run safe leagues. And you guys are up to almost 1,000 leagues at this point. This has been such a crazy offseason. And we all know that. But what have you seen in terms of like activity across all the leagues? Have you seen there's less trading there? There, you know, more people taking on teams maybe due to being bored and in quarantine. What have your thoughts been so far this off season? It's exactly that it's uh, people taking on way more leagues than they probably can handle. And that's, that could uh, run into problems down the line, but there's, just people are drafting like crazy this summer. It is it is starting to slow. Normally we pick up a little bit in August. It's actually starting to slow because I think people are really worried about what's going to happen with the season. And they don't want to drop money into a 2020 draft bucket at this point. And uh, as far as the trading, same thing. This whole offseason, it's just been a decline in trading. Um, and that's not just safe leagues. I mean, I get the daily trade reports from all thousand safe leagues every single morning. So I, I see it dwindling and dwindling, Mm -hmm. 
Um, but even my home links, like <laughs> normally we have a good, we have, you know, keepers coming up in a, a few weeks. We normally have a good, you know, 10 trades right about now. And there's been one or two, it's, it's all dying off. I, I don't know if you're seeing the same thing, but yeah, it just seems people are a little worried about the season. So they're, they're trying to just stick with what they have. I mean, you know how I am. There was a point during the off season, I was joining at least one safe league a day. And you probably saw my name pop up. You're like, Jesus, John, slow down a little bit. I but over the, last, over the last like two months, I've been one of those people that I've slowed down just because the level of uncertainty, we don't really know what's going to happen. But even the trade activity, Mitch, your commissioner of not quite on Scott's level, no, but I think, quite. I think three or four leagues. And I think you can attest to that same sentiment, correct? Yeah, it's dead in all of my leagues. I have, I think, 35 now. And I'm lucky if I see a trade every other day usually once a week and usually it's just a really small trade on top of that just no one is willing to go out there right now and get veterans and everyone wants the rookies but the rookies price point is just going up and up and up the more that we see this COVID stuff going on so Dan what are your thoughts because you you don't commission leagues but I saw that you did make a trade in one of our leagues was that yesterday or today yeah a little spike in trade activity you know Pre, you know, all the, the camp talk started picking up a little bit. I think we were starting to get a little bit of hope there. I felt a little life in the season. A couple of trades materialized. And then now, you know, I'm starting to get, we're all starting to get a little bit nervous again. So, but overall, yeah, the off season's been, it's been a roller coaster. You know, these guys, they wrote me pretty big fish. I, I started off with, you know, t- two teams, me and Mitchell Sorsen a few years ago. And uh, it was the safe leagues that really, you know, attracted me back. I was looking to get into Dynasty. And then Mitch is like, he was one of the more active guys in the league. So he says, we're going to get you up to about five, six teams. And the oh, next man. thing you know, he introduces me to <laughs> yep. John, ba- John Bauer. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, there's 20 teams. And then now it's a podcast and, uh, you know, it's, the story goes on. But I'm curious, Scott, what, you know, if you could go back in time a little bit, what got you into safe leagues and what was fancy sports for you before that? You know, I had a little fun, as I mentioned, going through the closet, finding Griffey stuff tonight. And I even went back, even though I'm new to the podcast world here, I've been playing fantasy sports. You know, I'm in my 40s now, approaching those mid 40s. John's going to save the jokes for after JB. All right. Hey, I'm not going to say a thing. I'm not going to say a thing. But, you know, I went in and I found an old, I know it was a fantasy football podcast, but I used to, you know, play football, baseball. And I have a 1991 fantasy sports oh uh, Griffey cover here. And I grew up with Greg Ambrose, you know, and he's he's another great guy that's lasted the test of time there. And uh, we were in leagues where, like called Mr. Sports, Triple Play Sports. I got a couple, couple trophies that are still hanging around from those old Mr. Sports days. <laughs> And then eventually, you know, fancy sports took off and you started to discover there were some real prize money opportunities and it grew. Where did you get into it? And, you know, how'd you grow up with fantasy sports, Scott? Oh, man. So that that magazine predates my fantasy sports by about a year. I started in 92. That wasn't actually the start of, I guess, my fantasy sports experiences. But my first league was a dynasty league in 1992. My first draft pick was Steve Young. I remember standing on a table in my 1995 rookie draft proclaiming J.J. Stokes was the next Jerry Rice. But, uh, yeah, I started way back then in 92, played all the fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, fantasy football. Um, it probably started in the late 80s, though, because my dad played in a um, a Big Ten fantasy basketball league, and they would draft players as they entered as freshmen and keep them throughout 
their college career. So some guy had Evan Eschenmeyer from Northwestern for like 12 years, I feel like. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that's the only way I knew how to play is that you kept your players from year to year. So that's why my very first league was a dynasty league because that's what I thought was the norm at the time. But yeah, so I started in 92. Uh, big sports fan throughout, you know, throughout my life, of course. But um, yeah, that's that's about where I started. I didn't get into the actual uh, content producing until 2003, 2005, right around there. Is that Dynasty League from 92 still going on? It is. It is. It's uh, it's not. It's moved to a keeper league now, but we probably vote boast uh, all but two of the same members since 2001. Wow. So like wow. 20 years of almost the same group uh, that first, you know, since the very first league, we only have two of us left. But two of us have made that that run for what twenty eight years now. It's uh yeah, it's it's still intact though, still going. That's you awesome. said 2001, almost twenty years ago. Holy crap! I yeah. can't believe like mm-hmm. so. We were talking, and it was twenty fifty is now going to be closer than nineteen ninety. Like that's just wild. My wife anyway, and I were just talking about that yesterday because she's rewatching the Wonder Years. And we're yeah, like, okay. that is closer to the time it was about than it is to today at this point. I had yeah, such man. a crush on Winnie Cooper, guys. I think oh, everybody did, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all did. Come on. Um, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, Scott. But do you think or is there any concern with the impact everybody joining all these leagues or just the level of uncertainty? I know you guys can boast that a safe league is never closed, and I don't anticipate yeah. that to ever be yep. changing. But in the other leagues, do you think there's a concern with, you know, just stability? I'm glad you phrased it that way because I was going to say with with the amount of reach that my company has, that I have, that Ryan has, that like if if I really wanted to reach out to friends in the industry, be like, hey, help me. I I'm not I'm not worried on the safe leagues end, even though I think there could be a lot of orphans next year. Um, personal leagues is where the trouble is. These mm-hmm. people who have have been like, let's get a league together on a random Saturday night in the middle of this this pandemic here. Uh, yeah, I'd worry a lot about a lot of those leagues. That's 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 the kind of thing. I know a lot of people were recommending this earlier in the year um, for those personal type leagues, getting two years up front, just because mm-hmm. that that's the way you really needed to approach it this year. And at this point, it might be too late, unless, unless you're still. Uh, Still uh, filling, trying to trying to you know make some new leagues here in August, uh, late July here, but yeah, that's it's going to be a real problem. I'm I'm really worried for a lot of those you know one off leagues that that you know filled because of boredom, no question. Yeah. And and Mitch, that's something you've been doing. You instituted that right from the start. You know, if it was a league in 2019, you're paying for 2019 mm-hmm. and 2020, and we're always going to be one year ahead. It's just because it makes me makes it easier for me as a commissioner. I don't have to if someone orphans, it's really easy to have someone come in to a new team if they know the first year is paid for, they only have to pay for that second year coming in. But I completely agree. I didn't join any leagues with someone that I didn't personally know was the commissioner this year. Because it's I think there's just gonna be so many leagues that have the one year and then the commissioner is just gonna disappear. And it's not the commissioner's fault. It's just gonna be there's gonna be so many leagues out there. That's going to be hard for everybody to keep them all. Yeah. Well, I can, I can't wait 
for next year whenever Scott has to fill these orphans and we get them at a discount because <laughs> yep, I'm going to be yep. scooping up all these discount tapes. Day. And, yes, I cannot wait. I'll get the friends it's, and family discount, right, Scott? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's. I'm sure there's going to be a good amount of discounting to, to get those orphans. It's not about getting rid of the orphans as much as is getting rid of them quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think if I just let them sit over the course of the summer, I'd get rid of them all at, you know, a fairly close to the right price, the actual price, but I like them all gone and just done with. And then we're on to rookie drafts and the league has 12 members all active and trading. Cause you know, when, when someone takes over a team, the first thing they want to do is start making maneuvers. Yep. So I'm one of those guys. I don't hate orphans. I, I don't hate when people leave leagues. I, I understand life happens. I understand you have to leave a league. I'm fine with it. I I'm absolutely fine with that. And when you bring in a new team, He's active. It, it's usually what happens. So I'm, I'm one of, I'm one of the rarer ones that I'm actually okay with it. It's just about getting them gone quick. <laughs> and that's exactly it. And I love when I see an orphan because I'm usually what I'm fairly active in most of my leagues, despite how many I have. But once I see an orphans filled, you better believe I'm pouncing. Hey, who yeah. on your team do you not like? Who do you like on my team? Let's right. get something done. But with all the uncertainty and people cutting teams, and here's one of my fantastic segues, Scott, that you, I think, come to love. But talking about cutting teams, we're going to cut to a word from our sponsor. Who out there is ready to unveil their summer body? I'll be the first to admit the quarantine hasn't necessarily been great for my physique, but at least I don't look like I'm wearing a bear rug on my chest. I have already gone on one vacation this year, and even though I might not have that six-pack, guys, my chest, it was silky smooth. Go to manscaped.com and check out the Perfect Package 3.0 kit, which includes the Lawnmower 3.0 body trimmer with a ton of other great stuff. And if you subscribe to the Perfect Package, not only are you going to get a new blade refill delivered to your front door every three months, but for a limited time, you're going to get two free gifts. You're going to get the travel bag and also the high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. And I can tell you, they are beyond comfortable. So go over to manscaped.com, check out all of the great products they have, and use code THEORY20 to get not only 20% off, but also free shipping. Again, that's code THEORY20 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Scott, you have a nice beard over there, and you got to keep it well kept. Yeah, I, I, I think do. I think the Manscaped trimmer, that's going to be perfect for you. The lawnmower there, I think they'll do, uh, do some good work here. Yeah, I actually, this is no joke. I can't use the lawnmower on my face. I've tried, but I have such little success growing hair. It doesn't get close enough. (laughs) And I'm Italian too, and I really don't get it. But, um, you know, we saw some of the news come out today with some more opt-outs. How do you think this is going to impact whether it's the perceived value or actual value across the dynasty landscape? Because especially, let's say, you know, we're, will relate it to an injury, a player gets injured on a win now team, you might be able to buy them at a discount. Do you think this is kind of going to be similar? Yeah, I think it's going to be the, the same effect as, as the, you know, like Josh Gordon when he first got suspended and, and things like that, where people are trying to steal them late in drafts and they're trying to steal them on the cheap, knowing that uh, the team that has them can't, can't wait out that, well, in this case, opt out. I'm really curious how many players opt out though, especially how many really valuable players opt out. It's, it's going to be interesting. MLB had, had, you know, some players do it, but uh, I mean, we're, we're under a week away now, August 3rd, they have until. So 
I guess we're going to find out. There's only been, I believe, three so far, and, and none of them were, you know, fantasy relevant. So, Right. The depth piece. Um, Oh, God. What's his name on the Ravens? Anthony Thomas. Yes. And then a couple linemen. Dan, do you have any interest if you see a player opt out? Do you have any interest in trying to go buy them at a reasonable price? Uh, I mean, if you're looking ahead to next year, you know, I like to sell a lot of draft capital and be competitive now. So I'm here just crossing my fingers that nobody opts out on me. Uh, but yeah, hey, if there's an opportunity to get some value, most certainly, but right, right now I've been trying to make some trades to give myself a little more depth. You know, I like to have a little bit deeper roster this year in case I do lose some guys, whether it's now or later, this is all very unpredictable, you know, and I've noticed that in my planning for work, trying to, you know, get college athletes back to campus. So with that, I'm going for a little deeper rosters this year. So what about the flip side, Dan, if, if you have a player say, since you're very win, I'm very win now as well. I, I usually have very good records in all my dynasty leagues. Cause I'm trying to win every year. Uh, so the flip side, let's say you have a really good dynasty asset that opts out. Are you trading him even though he's a good dynasty asset, just cause you want to take a shot this year? I don't want to make a mistake. Like I did trading uh, Alvin Kamara to JB last year when I was <laughs> like all gung ho down the stretch win now trying to get some extra Christmas Dan, what was that? What was that there. trade again? You want to remind us? Uh, what was it? Chris Carson and Mark Ingram, I believe. It was the the one trade all year I regretted, and it was you know just so gung ho win now. So that little lesson I think is going to stay with me, Scott. There to be nice. a little bit more patient and not uh you know just bail and then regret the trade later. But I'll definitely be actively shopping around to make the roster better. Nice. Mitch, what about you? I mean, both sides of the coin there. Uh, for me, I, I think Dan brought up a good point looking to sell those assets you're gonna have to take a loss in value and i don't know yeah. if that's necessarily depending on the asset it's yeah, gonna be different player to player if let's say lamar jackson sits out and we're in super flex leagues i'm not gonna oh i've got to get another yeah. quarterback let me move him at a great discount no i'm pretty sure like what scott brought up is the guys that opt out are gonna be the guys that aren't relevant to us in the first place you know it's the anthony thomas it's guys that are going to be on the roster cut bubble even with the expanded rosters that probably aren't going to be in the league anyways. And so they're going to take that money right now, knowing that they're not going to be cut and losing. So that's what I think what's going to happen. I think we'll see very little actual like good players opt out over this. Yeah. Because they get what 150 grand. And if there's yeah. nothing, if their contract expires after 2020, it tolls over to 2021. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, um, but and if they're high risk, they get 350. So imagine right. if you're right. high risk and on the roster bubble, Mm -hmm. Right. And we talked about that not on the bubble, but James Conner, Mark Andrews, John Brown, they all have, you know, something one way or another that they're an interesting uh, player to look at. But we talk about uh, DeAnthony Thomas and Mitch, you say most likely not on a roster. Have you seen some of the Scott Fish or the safe leagues with the 14 teams? Everybody's roster. <laughs> That's very Come true. on. Yeah. Everybody. I only have a couple of those, though. <laughs> only a couple. Yeah. I always like it whenever I look at my roster and you kind of do an inventory check and you look at it and you're like, ah, this team isn't that great. And you're like, wait a minute, this is a 14 team league. I'm actually okay. Yeah, and I that happens more often than I can admit. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of what we're, you know, looking at the opt outs. It's a really unique situation, obviously. But then Scott, I want your opinion on this because Mitch is on one side and I was kind of in the middle, but now I'm pushing over there with Dan. 2021 and 2022 rookie picks. Mm -hmm. It seems like there's people that are looking at this in several different ways. What are your personal thoughts, you know, especially with how much experience you have in Devi and Dynasty on the 2021 and 22, 
2022 rookie picks and how to attack it with all the changes? The, the, the problem with asking a question like this to me is that I'm so very win now, like Dan, that I, I went, uh, well, I don't know how win now <laughs> Dan usually is, but I'm so win now that I'm the guy that now in leagues, because so many people get rookie frenzies, I'm the guy trading away those rookie picks to win. And, and it's become very, very beneficial to me. And that really doesn't have to do with COVID at all. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. just my general strategy. Um, now the amount I can get for those 2021 or 2022 picks uh, is a different story. I can tell you in safe leagues, they future picks are trading at a far, far, far lower rate than they did last year, um, which tells me people are really concerned about trading future picks with, with all that's going on. Scott, or are they a little too um, frugal to want to lose that money to pay a year in advance? Because I've got to use that to my advantage a little bit. I, I could I be with I, the first, yeah. I, I am pretty much paid up on most of your leagues next year because I've traded away my first round pick there. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to lose those trade and free agent rights. But, you know, if everyone else is a little bit, you know, gun shy to do so, I, I'm hoping it's a little advantage for me. I can Whenever, see that, but we had that rule last year and, and you know, the pick trains down. So, yep. Whenever it came time to pay for all the 2020 leagues, I was like, oh, this is perfect because I've moved all my 2020 picks. I'm all paid up already. <laughs> so it really worked out well. Um, Mitch, have you swayed at all? Because a couple weeks ago on this very show, and you did a guest spot on a few other shows mm-hmm. and you were preaching, I'm looking to move my 2021 picks. Are you still yep. in that camp? Now I'm asking more for them because there's so many people in the camp that want the 2021 first and 20, you know, 22 first that like that price is going to go up. That price is going to be higher than what it was previously because everyone is so concerned right now about this season and everyone's so afraid of veterans, you know, losing value on their roster. So now I'm asking for more for my first than I was asking three weeks ago. Right. And I think that's a really good point. That's and probably just like, why trading form is down because <laughs> they're right? too valuable now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be very interesting. And like I said, there's, there's two sides of that coin and there's the way that people are looking at it. Okay. They have that insulated value. So it's going to be something that I really should maybe stockpile, but then just the level of uncertainty and, and those win now assets. I know if you have like, let's say a Julio Jones or Adam Thielen and you're looking to move them because you're not sure how 2020 is going to play, you're not going to get a reasonable price. And we've talked about moving vets constantly on here. Mm-hmm. I do think if you're trying to win now, it's a very interesting year in that if we do see a, a like a half season, you almost want to be going after like the stud starting lineup just to start the year and mm-hmm. like rack mm-hmm. up as many wins and points as you can before that thing gets canceled and, and it gets called. It's it's such a weird, interesting uh, situation we're in this year. Have you guys made any changes or made any decisions on what you're going to do for the safe leagues if it does end up, you know, only eight weeks or played? Yeah. Yeah. We've, believe it or not, we've, we've had uh, rules in place since before we opened new leagues this year, we were right on top of it. And, and honestly, if I were to write those rules today, they might be a little different, you know, after seeing what some of the other people have done out there in the last few weeks, I, I would have, uh, I maybe would have made things, you know, a little, a little different, but yeah, if the season goes like eight weeks, it's it's basically going to be win loss and then uh, total points with the tiebreaker to determine the the top three, and then we'll still use potential points for those those weeks for draft order for next year in, in that situation. I say, which makes these eight weeks critical. You know, we saw a couple of rookies today, as we we just mentioned, it was a Justin Jefferson, Keyshawn Vaughn, 
they're already on that COVID IR. You know, how much does that hurt them? You know, are they losing conditioning? Or they, they're definitely losing reps. And we're already worried about them being behind. Do you even want them this year? Yeah, it's, it's a rough year to to want rookies on your team just because they're going to be so far behind. I, I, I saw someone making a joke, but half serious joke about uh, teams hiding rookies on the COVID <laughs> IR just mm-hmm. to, just so they can learn instead of, and be on that and not take up a roster spot for a while, yep. which is an interesting sneaky move that I'm sure some teams would probably take advantage of. But yeah, this, this is one of those years I have a lot, of, especially with rookie quarterbacks, but I have, I have a lot of trouble loading up on rookies compared to other years for sure. And you're not getting them at a discount. So that's part of the reason why as well. And and again, you can talk to so many different people. And if you talk about the 2020 rookies, it's like, yes, they might be behind. And if there's a shortened season, the veterans are the guys that are going to get you there this year. But then it's like, what if these veterans start to, you know, people miss time. Who's yeah. going to get thrown into the mix? The rookies. So I think yep. it's, you can look at it both ways. I yep, think definitely. Yeah. There's, there's to each side of that. Each side of the coin can be played out very easily with, yeah, with vets sitting or getting sick or whatever. Yeah, a lot of players might get play this year. That's that's for sure. And I think, and we see it time and time again, those late year league winners. I think we could see some really random names this year, like but, just yep. Joe Schmo. I mean, the fantasy playoffs. If it goes a full season, that week fourteen through sixteen, we could have who knows who's going to win the playoffs. So, like, I want to secure that first and second seed because I want that buy because. The less amount of games you have to play at that point, the better off you're going to be. More random than uh, Tim Hightower or Ron Dane off a of free agent off the free. Yeah, agent I, I, I think so. Tyler yeah. Higby, <laughs> right, right. Last Tyler year. Higby won a lot of leagues last year. C.J. Anderson, a lot yeah. of guys yeah. did that. Yeah. I mean, but, in a in a uh, safe league, what was it two years ago? Damian Williams was on waivers, and I picked him up, and he went on that end of season tear, and then Mitch was ready to try to adopt Damian Williams because he got that close and attached to him. And then Damian poured Mitch's heart out in 2019. Super Bowl MVP should have been, should have been. But Dan has brought up a really good point to where this year we're going to find out who the, we already know pretty much, but who the really good head coaches are and who the bad head coaches are because the bad head coaches, I mean, it's going to be rough. So looking at this fantasy wise, like, I always hate to bash on the Jets, but they're the obvious one with such a bad head coach that if you could still get good value out of those players, this might be the year just to kind of step back and trade away some if you can. Man, what value can you get out of any of their players? Sam Darnold, maybe, maybe, maybe Darnold. I don't think people are high on him, though. I mean, yeah. when you talk to people, Mitch, you and I might be some of the leaders in the, the clubhouse mm-hmm. there in terms of how valuable we think he is. Dan, you, your word is dysfunction. We always talk about it. This actually might be the season, just like Mitch brought up, where dysfunction, it's really going to separate the winners from losers. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching the rosters more, more closely than ever right now. I think it's all these organizations. I think there was a release today. I think Mitch, you shared it in one of our chats and the head coach where I work at, he's NFL alumni and Roger Goodell sent this message out of, you know, with the NFL and it was kind of like an uplifting, you know, hopefully football serves as a distraction letter, but he did include that link to the Rams organization and their athletic trainers. And it's a really interesting read. Um, but you know, these organizations, there's so much going into it right now. I know just being at a, you know, a junior college, you know, with top Juco program, 
we're working all kinds of hours. We're working more remote than we did in person. So, you know, if you're the Washington Redskins and now all of a sudden you're dealing with, you know, a, a harassment case and your, your, your logo and your trademark, all these other things, that's taking your eyes off the prize. And, and I don't think you can afford to be right now. So, you know, you're looking for those teams without the distractions. You know, we talked about these guys opting out. One other thing I think about is, you know, depth as the season goes on, you know, with injuries, without having a preseason, you know, that maybe the most significant opt out right now be, might be for the Kansas City Chiefs with their right guard, you know, doing the, the right thing, you know, wanting to serve, you know, as a first responder, as a doctor there. But let's just say the Chiefs all of a sudden have an injury or two to that O-line and then you had this guy that opt out. Now, all of a sudden, you're a little bit thin. This high powered offense that we're all hoping for, do they struggle at any point? I mean, probably not. Hopefully not. But. You know, I think they did sign somebody today, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah. I thought every I saw they signed predict. somebody. What's it going to be this year is what I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, all right, Scott, we don't want to keep you too long. And like I said, we have fantastic shows lined up tomorrow and Wednesday as well. And we yeah, weren't going to record tonight. And I told my wife, listen, Scott Fish said he's available. Mm-hmm. And she knows all about Scott Fishbowl. And she said, all right, that's fine. I understand. So that is how <laughs> you know, recognized you are. She does not care. And I think she cares less about fantasy football now just because of how crazy I am with it. But she mm-hmm. heard the name Scott fish. She said, okay, I, I understand. I got it. The t-shirt guy. Is that what she, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I, she, she always yells at me. She says, you have to start wearing your other t-shirts because no joke. <laughs> I, I, have, I have two from last year, three from this year. I'm on a very tight rotation. And if we have a pod, you yes. better believe I have my Scott fishbowl shirt on. And they're just, they're extremely comfortable. They just are, like the landscape boxers that we've talked about. But we, we, um, we've been J- JB. I want to just add to that. You know, we have been repping the shirts probably throughout the episodes, but even in my house tonight, Scott, you know, you know, hey, Scott Fish is on the show. My wife, who barely pays attention to our podcast, you know, the, eye, the eyebrows went up a little bit. But my nine year old boy, who, you know, I'll put him to sleep at night. And, you know, after so many years, you run out of nighttime stories and you try to get creative. So this year's theme <laughs> with, with, the, with the toy theme. Man, I'm making up all these stories. I'm like scrolling through the divisions at, at bedtime, you know, incorporating <laughs> it into the stories. So, so he was awesome. excited about tonight's podcast and uh, Scott awesome. Fish and what you've been creating, man. So keep up the great work there. We've been having a lot of fun with it in the house. Thanks. That's that's awesome. That's uh, that's very. Cool. I'm, I love that you uh, you read to your kid and make him make up stories to him every night. That's it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a fun thing and it goes far too quick. My oldest is mm-hmm. is almost out of that stage. I think he's seven and he, he's still. Just just at the tail end of it, I can tell, but it goes quick. It does. I remember when my oldest stopped calling me daddy and like, you know, Ooh. cause it's daddy the whole time. And then it stops. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, that's never coming back either. Um, <laughs> he looks at you. He's like, all right, Mitch. That's right. Mitch. <laughs> Mitch <laughs> buy me some Fortnite stuff. <laughs> he full on Mitchell's it. <laughs> all right. Well, again, this is a lot of fun, Scott. We don't want to keep you too late as if everybody under the sun doesn't know, let our listeners know where to find you on social media. Oh. I'm challenging you. I got the challenge flag, John. You promised me final thoughts tonight. As we have every single week, we do the final thoughts after All right, the guest sign-up. Sure. All right. That's right. <laughs> Scott, these guys don't even freaking pay attention to me. That's what happens. We but tell you he's, that got front, John. he's got an actual challenge flag there. That's he throws it every week, Scott, at least once. But again, before I was rudely interrupted, thanks, Dan, <laughs> let our listeners know where to find you and anything that you're adding to that really long list during your introduction that you're going to be working on throughout the off season. If you have any free time. Sure. The safe leagues.com to join leagues. If, if you want to join leagues, but try not to overcommit. <laughs> uh, 
or or do whatever. Uh, I'll figure it out. Uh, Scottfish24 on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can. I'll tweet out any of my stuff. Generally, we got Fantasy Football Weekly, which is the longest running fantasy football radio show coming back uh, this week. I'm on the first episode this this Friday, so that's uh, or syndicated Saturday, Sunday, wherever it is in your market, uh, or on iHeartRadio. So uh, check those out. It's uh, they're good. They're fun to watch. Fun fun to do. Excuse me. That's awesome. And again, Scott, thank you so much for taking the time out. Like we have been coordinating this. I feel like it's been like a decade. It does but... feel like so long. It's all me. I, I take, I'll take a hundred percent of the blame. I know you said you'd take a little, but it's, it's <laughs> always been me just slipping my mind or something. That's the, well, I remember the God, one we, night we, you, we like blaming John. Come on. <laughs> uh, right, Mitch. We do it well. But the one night you reached out to me, Scott, you're like, oh, what time do you record tomorrow? And I'm like, I, I need more than 24 hours notice. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. So before Dan yells at me, we're going to get to his favorite segment. Final thoughts. But Dan, we're not starting with you. I'm going to make you wait for a second. Mitch, what do you have for our listeners? <laughs> Twitter's really down today with all the COVID stuff. Just like, be happy. Football could be back. It could be awesome. Just be excited to see players actually doing things on the field instead of, you know, these, we look at spreadsheets for six months out of the year. We actually get to see real football soon. So just be happy about that. Yep. Let's be, let's be a little bit positive here, right? Because especially with all the negativity going on in the world. Mm -hmm. So I like that one, Mitch. Usually... For your sign-off, you just go, thanks for listening, guys. It's been fun, guys. Peace. <laughs> All right, Dan, please enlighten us. What do you have? Hey, I was I was pumped for this, Scott. This is a lot better than, uh, you know, trying to post on Twitter when 10,000 people are tweeting you and thinking positive per Mitch's theme there. You know, COVID's going to go away at some point, and Scott Fishbowl Live is going to come. I posted on Twitter, but I wanted the opportunity in person to make the pitch. And, and I know there's a lot that goes behind it. So you're going to have to take this information <laughs> back with you. I don't expect an answer. All right. But, but Scott Fishbowl Live in Scranton, Pennsylvania, the, ho <laughs> the home of NBC's The Office. Okay. <laughs> Scott, I'm ready to have a tour set up. We're going to take, you know, whoever's coming to this live Scott Fishbowl Live draft to the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. We've got the Welcome Scranton sign in our local mall. We're the home of the AAA Yankees, so we got the Rail Riders Stadium there. We could work a partnership there. Working at Lackawanna College, I have a head coach who played for the Cardinals, NFL alum. We are members of the Ross Tucker Network. Ross is in PA as well. He, he's mm -hmm. spoken at the college with me. I got uh, Pat James ready to help me out. He's four for four in fantasy. Uh, he's over there at Fantasy Points as well now. So we, we got a strong pool of PA players we could round up here. Mm -hmm. I used to own a minor league football team for seven years. So I've televised games. I've got the local media com contacts, the Scranton Chamber of Commerce, a five-star hotel in the Scranton Hilton. Scott Fish, whatever you need, this, if you need a guy here. This is a heck of a pitch. This is, I'm, this I'm, is I'm a really good pitch here. I, and I will, I will deliver. And I understand you run the show, so you tell me what you need, and I would do it. I'm just throwing the ideas out. But I, I could definitely be your point guy if we could go to the home of the office. Scott, no you didn't know you were jumping on Shark Tank for a sales pitch tonight. <laughs> well, I, I I like it though because it, it tell the sometimes it's tough to find people who you know want to be the guy that puts on the event like that. Like I can reach out to someone and they'll be like, "Yeah, I could do it." But Dan actually like seems like he's got passion mm -hmm. for it, which which is a big uh, a big deal when it comes to trying to plan out several live events around the country. So yeah, I like it. I like that idea. And I'm in Pittsburgh, so it's not too far for me. I would be willing to make the trip. But, Dan, I, you, I need a tour. 
I need a five-star <laughs> hotel. If they don't have those amenities, I'm out. We have got the amenities. I have the sport management experience. Like I said, I had former Cowboy Eric Williams, who lives in Delaware, back from the Super Bowl teams. He came to one of our games. Man, Scott, we will, we will do it up. I'm writing down the sites right now. Right. I like this. I like this. And then we have a listener here, uh, Nick. Thanks for all you do, Scott. And I, you don't, you know, I, I don't think you take enough credit for everything you do. You're much more humble than I am. If I had all the charitable contributions and a fantasy league named after me, oh my God, I would be so obnoxious, even more so than I am. Technically, I named it. So <laughs> Twitter, Twitter actually named it. I, I allowed it to be named that way, though. But yeah, again, so just like Nick said, thank you for everything you do in the community. And like we've talked about countless times on our show and and Scott, you push it, add some type of charitable aspect to every single league, whether it is just one entry fee, as big or as small as you can, every little bit helps. So Scott, again, thank you for, for everything you've done. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Dynasty Theory FF. Be safe. Be kind to each other and have a great night. And then Dan's over there, Ken Griffey.